What's up, everyone? Welcome to the pod. My name is Paige. And I'm Emily. And we're both fish having our Wednesday night date ruined by some girl drowning right next to us. And you're listening to Tuesdays After Twilight. How are you? How's it going? I'm good. I uh, had an exam today. Uh, your girl nailed it. Got 100. Class average right now is an 88 and I have a 99. So that makes me feel really good about myself. Gang, gang. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I had one of those questions where I was going through and checking my work, which I usually don't do. Have you ever seen that meme where it's like, I never check my work. Like, I what's done is done. If I don't know it, I'm, I'm, I don't know it. You know, like, it's not going to get better from this or better than this. Have you ever seen that meme? Yeah. Usually I don't check my work, but I had like 25 minutes left. And I was like, I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want to look like this was too easy. So I let the time kind of roll through and I was checking my work and I found one where I was like, uh, I think I'm going to change my answer. But then I was like, what if I get it wrong? I have it correct. And I change it to the wrong answer. I do that all the time. And I always hate myself for that. And I was like, whatever, you're going to get a, a good grade. If you get one wrong, you get one wrong. But I change it to the right answer. So. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, you can't you can't have them thinking it's too easy because then they'll start making it harder. Yeah, like I'm not. I'm not saying this as. A student, I'm just putting it out there as someone who uses the Internet. There may have been a Quizlet that had all the questions on it. Maybe that 100 percent wasn't quite my brain maybe it was a little half and half but i know here's here's how i justify it in my head when i'm on the job i'm not just gonna leap in without asking questions i'm gonna use my resources if i need help i'll ask someone i'll I'll see what the internet has to hold i know how to google i'm not just gonna assume everything i'm gonna do my research and if i have the resources that make things better and i do a better job because of those resources i'm gonna use those resources so true it's like we acted like it was such a big deal and by we i mean literally everyone all of society back in school that we like memorize and do all this crap and it's like that's not realistic especially in today's day and age why did i need to memorize the presidents in order for a push why also doing things without a calculator you're not going to have a calculator in in regular life yes bitch i am I am. You think professional math people don't use calculators in their job? Yes. I mean, no. That was always the dumbest yeah. thing. Also, I like that I don't know what job what job a mathematician holds, so I just go professional math people. <laughs> Me neither. Like, engineers or whatever. Yeah. STEM. <laughs> you know, STEM. <laughs> Apparently it's STEAM now. They added art into it. Yeah, there's a whole debate in the community on whether or not it belongs in there. What are you? What are your thoughts? I don't care because I'm not in the community. I I worked for a STEM nonprofit and could never really get behind it because I was an English major and I detested STEM majors. Not that I detested them. I de- I mean it's important. We need all kinds of kinds. But I do sort of resent that the humanities are always seen as like fluffy. Whereas STEM is seen as like quote unquote real. But anyways, I long story short, no thoughts. Head empty. That's fair. (laughs) 
so we got a new patron. Um, username is Kings Gambit. Kings is with a Z, aka this person is the coolest ever. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. We appreciate you and your hipness. Totally. And as a reminder to y'all, we will also be sending you out um, some messages. But there is a poll up on our Patreon right now for patrons or donors. I mean, we know who you are. And obviously, if you want to join in, um, just donate or become a patron. But it's for our Netflix party for Twilight. And we have four dates that work for page nine. So whichever one gets the most votes is what we will go with. So please vote. Because if we don't know what works for you, how are we going to do it? Yeah, we changed the date because we found out it didn't work for people. So that's that's what we're here for. We're here to make your life way better. I don't know about way better. I can barely make my own life better. I'm just like kind of hanging in there. We're here to make your life a little more tolerable. True. I, I can get behind that. I think my most liked tweet ever, or at least one of them, was this one that I tweeted in college where I was like, Sometimes it feels like I'm majoring and hanging in there. I feel like I'm majoring in combining different sauce combinations to dip my fried food in. (laughs) I feel like I'm majoring in how much sleep deprivation can a person still function on. (laughs) I'm also majoring in... How many pairs of slippers can I own? A double major. Versatile. <laughs> yeah, I. a lot of people ask me how I'm going to apply my majors in real life. And I got to say, have you not eaten fried food and slippers? It's amazing. So, yeah. <laughs> Comment on our post or DM us of what you're majoring in. We'd love to know. I'd love it. We are back to New Moon this week, and we read chapter 15, which was called Pressure. I gotta know. I I gotta know what you thought of this. So, starting off the chapter, it was pretty typical, I would say. First three-fourths of it, pretty normal Bella stuff, you know? Being sad, not trying to think about Edward, but still somehow thinking about Edward. Um, holding her knees up to her chest, you know? Classic Bella stuff. And then the last quarter of it took a kind of funny, goofy turn. I I do got to say, this book is all about ways that Bella is making me go, no, stop! (laughs) Cliff diving by yourself and then accepting that you're drowning. No. I'm, I'm just groaning in agony. All right, I guess we'll jump into the lunacy. I Before we jump in, I do want to tell the listeners, Emily and I were doing some podcast edits a couple days ago, and I hadn't done the reading, and I mentioned it, and Emily just kind of sighed, and she was like, it's a fucking doozy. And I was like, oh boy, if you could sum up this chapter in one word, what would it be? And Emily said, idiocracy. I think I actually said idiocy. I'm not entirely sure if idiocracy is a word. The irony of the situation is I'm the idiot. <laughs> Leave it in. Leave it in. This is like the fucking Marlins slash Mariners all over again. So true. 
Okay, now I'm looking up idiocracy because I really want to know if it's a word. It is, but it's a society or group that is controlled by or consists of people of low intelligence. Also, this is hilarious because you know how it says like the word and then there's like a little volume button so you can hear it pronounced and then like the phonetic spelling. It literally says noun. And then you know how sometimes it'll say like archaic. Or like um, sarcastic. Like archaic to mean like it's not in use anymore. Sarcastic is used like for words that are always used in a sarcastic way. This one just says humorous. <laughs> I I love it. <laughs> so dumb. Okay. Now let's jump into the lunacy. So Bella is on spring break and she has to spend the whole spring break in La Push because it's what's safest for everyone so that she can be in the protection of the werewolves from Victoria. And she's basically alone all the time because um, Jacob's off being a werewolf. I just found an eyelash on my book. Is that like lucky? I'm going to make a wish. <sighs> anyway. Um, yes. So Charlie's there sometimes, but then when Charlie's there, Bella has to go hide by herself so that Charlie doesn't know that Jacob's not around. And um, she mentions, <laughs> this is so unnecessary. Bella mentions that, um, well, I guess it's sort of necessary for her point that she's trying to make. But she just says that she's brooding over Jared and the other guys in the pack, thinking that she is Jacob's girlfriend. And to illustrate her point, she tells us that Jacob followed her to work at Mike Newton's parents' sporting goods store to make sure that she didn't get murdered on the way. And Mike is like, are you dating him? And Bella's like, no, he's my best friend, though. <laughs> and Mike's, Mike says, don't kid yourself, Bella. The guy's head over heels for you. And Bella says, I know, life is complicated. And Mike says, and girls are cruel. This man's is going through it. This man is going through it. Also, Bella has told you so many times the answer is no. And he cannot get over it. I agree. I kind of feel like in this case, it's just sort of like the principle of it. Like, he's like, you spend all your time with this guy and you're not dating him. Like, maybe it wasn't just me. Like, maybe it was you. Yeah. I Mike, Mike really does seem like it's the principle of it kind of guy. Totally. Mm -hmm. He seems like a well-actually guy. Yeah. I mean, you would think he would be in better moods now that Edward is gone, but I guess not. He still didn't get the girl that he wanted, so why would he be in a good mood? That's a good point. His parents own a thriving outdoor store. He has a lot to live for. People are afraid to go outdoors because hikers keep getting murdered by a bear. Oh my gosh, what if we're unlocking like a subplot of Twilight we didn't even know? The Newtons are going through it. Mike is is having a really hard time. And the only thing that he's letting show is his statement. And girls are cruel. Girls, girls can sometimes be cruel. I mean, it just goes to show everyone is fighting a battle you know nothing about. <laughs> I'm trying so hard to keep a straight face, but I couldn't. It's true. It is true. I'm not laughing at that statement. It's just funny when applied to Mike Newton. But it is true. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. 
Um, so one night, Bella and Jake are hanging out in the garage, and they get to talking. And he explains that they run a high temperature and they heal really fast, which is good because if they were going to have to go to a doctor, they would be the doctor would be very confused at their high temperature. Um, they talk briefly about Quill and how it won't be long now before he joins them, is what Jacob says. Then he explains that normally it can get the transformation, the first one can get triggered by being angry, as we discussed in a previous episode. Um, but Jacob was so happy that it was just like the smallest thing for him. And then Bella asks him what the hardest part is. And he says, the hardest part is feeling out of control, feeling like I can't be sure of myself, like maybe you shouldn't be around me, like maybe nobody should. Which again is kind of bullshit that this is like who he has to be and has no choice. Also, there's no bodily autonomy here. You know what I mean? No, there really isn't. And I, it's kind of interesting too that vampires are the same way. I mean, I guess some vampires could, in theory, ask to be turned and then turned, but like the Cullen gang, none of them asked for it. And I mean, Edward is constantly calling himself a monster like Jacob is here. And yet somehow they hate each other. Somehow each one is like disgusting and like supposed to be disliked, you know, by their community. It's like, you guys got a lot of the same things going on here. Let's find some common ground. Things suck. So true. If only they had you there to be like, why don't you just be friends about it? <laughs> just get over it, sweetie. It's funny. <laughs> okay, so then they talk about, well, Jacob talks about how he had no, there was no way he wasn't going to become a werewolf because he has it on both sides of his bloodline because um, two of his ancestors, including Quill's great-grandfather, um, like, he's basically Quill's second cousin. Is that what he says? Yeah, second cousin. So, and two of those ancestors were in the last pack. Then Bella asks him what the best part is, and he says the speed. And then he asks her about vampires. So he wants to know about the James situation, but then when he finds out that James bit Bella, he gets really upset, and Bella gets really worried that he's going to transform in the very tiny garage. So he asks her to distract him by telling him about other talents that the vampires might have had. So she tells him about Jasper and Alice. And then he notices that she's really upset. And as Paige astutely said, what did you say? Pulling her knees into her chest. Yeah, like fetal positioning it, I guess. Sort of. Yeah. So Jacob asks why she does that. And she says, it hurts to think about them. It's like, I can't breathe. Like I'm breaking into pieces. Um, it seems like I had a note. Oh, on page 346, um, at the very top, he says, so, talking about being a werewolf, the way it comes so easily to me, the way I'm better at it than the rest of them, does that make me even less human than Embry or Sam? Sometimes I'm afraid that I'm losing myself. <laughs> Go away! Tina's screaming too. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts on that statement? It's 
it's interesting. I mean, I mean, I feel like I'm, I keep comparing the being a werewolf to the vampire thing because I feel like we saw this a little bit, or at least it was kind of hinted at when Edward was kind of talking about, you know, Carlisle and Alice's sort of transformation about how, you know, they had to learn and teach themselves sort of, and, you know, without a teacher there, I mean, they could just become sort of animals, you know, it, it's incredible that Carlisle was able to have the discipline that he has and end up where he is. So like reading that and seeing that Jacob is afraid of losing himself, of just becoming this uncontrollable monster. I keep thinking about the vampires about it. Like it's, it's sad and it's, it's especially sad because like you mentioned earlier, it's something that was forced on him, not something that he got to choose for himself. But I'm also like, I'm seeing so many parallels with the other supernatural guys in this, in this book. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. I totally see that too. It's interesting to have that kind of perspective on it now as an adult. Yeah. Can I ask a question? You might not even be able to answer it or even know if it's a thing or not, but I was just curious. So in werewolf stuff, there seems to be a um, hereditariness of it it's inherited and you're basically born with the supernatural things vampires on the other hand are turned but can there be natural vampire babies like like if if alice and jasper had a baby would it automatically be a vampire and would it be super strong according to stephanie meyer's rules that she set on her own universe Vampire women cannot become pregnant because their bodies cannot change. Oh. So they don't ovulate or anything like that. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. So no is the short answer. Got it. Anyways, um, so Bella is just kind of hanging around. And then another day, Jacob shows up and she's, you know, sad and lonely. And he says that they should do something fun and that he can take the day off tomorrow so that they can go cliff diving. So that is the plan. And then Bella goes to his house the next day. And when she gets there, Jacob's gone. And Billy tells her that um, Embry, Jared, and Paul crossed a fresh trail early this morning. Sam and Jake took off to help. Sam was hopeful. She's hedged herself, she being Victoria, she's hedged herself in beside the mountains. He thinks they have a good chance to finish this. So, of course, um, Bella is, like, really nervous, really upset, and she finds that she can't really wait in Billy's house because she just feels, like, claustrophobic, so she goes and sits on the beach alone. Before I get to what happens next, um, I did want to say, like, it's kind of messed up that, like, I just had a thought while reading this chapter that I haven't had while reading this book before that's, like, how are any of them supposed to make a living? That's a really good question it like you couldn't even apply for disability because like how would you how would you prove like what would you say about that that's kind of crazy yeah i mean yeah it's kind of messed up 
I mean, like maybe if they could work for like people who knew like other members of the tribe, but I feel like the, those job opportunities would be limited. Yeah. I guess the only way for them to exist is to be in this made up fucked up world. I guess so. All right. Well, um, I did want to point out on page 355, Bella is just kind of brooding on the beach. And I'm just going to read this whole paragraph. I tried not to think about the danger Jacob and his friends were in, because nothing could happen to Jacob. The thought was unendurable. I'd lost too much already. Would fate take the last few shreds of peace left behind? That seemed unfair, out of balance. But maybe I'd violated some unknown rule, crossed some line that had condemned me. Maybe it was wrong to be so involved with myths and legends to turn my back on the human world. Maybe dot, dot, dot. I just want to point that out because it's um, an example of the fallacy that we were talking about last week, where she's referring to the Quileute culture as myths and legends. I mean, obviously, this is just factually incorrect because this isn't their culture. But in the context of speaking about indigenous history, we learned that last week that you shouldn't refer to them that way. Yeah, and also, she literally knows it's true. She knows it's not a myth, and it's not a legend. It is a literal truth in this world. And yet, she's still calling it that. That's insane. God, so true. I hadn't even thought about that. (laughs) Okay. Well, all of this is just the build-up to what Stephanie really wanted to do with this chapter, which is to make Bella jump off a fucking cliff. And I just, I feel like we don't even need to waste our breath on how stupid it is. She makes multiple, like, upwards of five comments about how creepy the weather's being, the clouds are rolling, a storm is coming, the sky is green. She says at one point, green. It's purple, too. And, yeah, and she still is like, you know what I think I'll do today? (laughs) See, the buildup of it, I knew something big was coming. I knew the, like, the tumultuous nature of the weather was leading up to something really big. What I thought was going to happen was I thought Victoria was going to show up on this beach or Edward was going to show up on this beach. And, like, like a storm, like, a, a, a storm literally, like, you know, raininess, cloudiness, the pressure. Um, but then also the sort of climax of everything everything comes crashing down oh big crazy fight scene oh the wolves come out was not anticipating her killing off the main character (laughs) didn't see that one coming (laughs) it didn't i really didn't Uh, i mean yeah that's just the majority of the rest of this chapter bella decides to do it because she is depressed and she hasn't heard her um hallucinations of edward in a while and she knows that this will do it And just because Jake is not around, she thinks that's not good enough reason to wait. But she does not think about the swim at the bottom. You know, she kind of just worries about the moment up until then, like the jump and how scary it might be. But that turns out not being scary to her. But the current, the tide, I guess you would call it, is so insane that, like, she doesn't even know which way is up. I mean, it's a terrifying account. Like, I have always said that drowning would probably be one of the worst ways to die. Like, oh, my God, so horrible. Yeah, and, like, to have have it be, the water be so dark, you literally can't even see any light. Terrifying. Underwater is just very scary in general. Like, even pools. I don't really care for swimming a lot. I 
I have a very deep-rooted fear of drowning. Open water, ocean water in a storm? No. I'd rather swallow a razor blade. Alone, too. Like, alone. And it's cold. It's chilly. And raining. And your two boyfriends are nowhere to be found. (laughs) She could have as many boyfriends as she wanted, honestly. I know. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying they're nowhere to be found. She's she's lonely. Yeah, no, I know. I just am saying, like, she has, like, seven people to choose from, and none of them are here right now. At least she has her hallucinations. <laughs> Those aren't helping her survive. They try. They try valiantly, her hallucinations of Edward. They, um, you know, she imagines him saying, like, stop! Don't give up! Keep fighting! And... She just pretty much gives up um, because she can't swim. Like, no matter what she does, she can't find the right direction. She has no idea where the beach is. Um, The current's pulling her in all directions. And so she has this moment where she pictures Edward in flawless detail, to use her expression. And it actually makes her happy. And she says, happiness, it made the whole dying thing pretty bearable. So at that point, she doesn't even want to try anymore. And um, basically the chapter ends with, like, her drowning. (laughs) Um, I'll read this last bit. The current one at that moment, shoving me abruptly against something hard, a rock invisible in the gloom. It hit me solidly across the chest, slamming into me like an iron bar, and the breath whooshed out of my lungs, escaping in a thick cloud of silver bubbles. Water flooded down my throat, choking and burning. The iron bar seemed to be dragging me, pulling me away from Edward, deeper into the dark to the ocean floor. Goodbye, I love you, was my last thought. And my thought on this is, I have never been in this position where I have drowned. So I really can't say what I would do. But I do feel like I would think about someone other than my boyfriend. I probably would be like, oh my God, my family is going to be devastated. Oh my God, my best friend who I'm sitting around literally waiting for is going to blame himself. Like she does not think of anyone but Edward. No one crosses her mind. I didn't think about that. I guess because in my mind, yeah, of course Bella's last fucking thought would be about Mr. White Sparkling Crayon Edward Cullen. But that is really tragic. Like, I 100% I feel like the last people I would think of would be my family. Or, like, I mean, I might think of Danny, but I feel like we have a healthier relationship than Edward and Bella. But, yeah, like, no other thoughts. Just that. And, I mean, I guess it could be rooted in, like, clearly she is suffering a lot of depression right now because of him. And that's, like, the only thing her mind can focus on is that but still I'm not even asking for her last thoughts to be about someone else like maybe third to last it's just somewhere in there <laughs> like, just any other thoughts would be nice I mean I guess I have to ask you the obvious question you know what do you think is going to happen next well given that we have about a fourth of the book left I don't think Bella's gonna die. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna say I think she's gonna survive this one. But 
But I feel like there's going to be some kind of heroic action by someone else. I don't think that she's going to be able to get herself out of the situation. I... I feel like I could see maybe one of the wolves coming, like maybe Sam coming and rescuing her. Maybe a fucking Colin comes. I don't know. I The Collins have to show back up at some fucking point. So, oh my God, what if it's like Emmett? What if Emmett comes and saves her? What if Mike Newton saves her? Oh my God, that would be so romantic. Ew. <laughs> As soon as Paige said that, she like burst out laughing. She couldn't. She couldn't do it. The the next chapter is called Paris, which I it seems so outlandish. Like, how is Paris gonna be tied into this? I don't know. So my thoughts are maybe maybe a Cullen is gonna show up and be like, yeah, we were in Paris. I saved your life. I don't know. I like, I'm just trying to think how France could come into this. I don't know. France. Yeah. We're actually going to read two chapters for next week. So Paris, obviously. And then the second one is called visitor. Could be a con. <laughs> I feel like visitor, it, it actually does sound a little ominous. Maybe Victoria paying a visit, giving a little spook here and there. I think it's either going to be romantic or it's going to be scary. No in between. Mm-mm. Okay. All right. This is pretty short and sweet. Did you have anything we didn't cover? No, I did want to. Well, actually, kind of, yes. One, I think it's really funny. Not really funny. That I, I guess it's not funny. I think it's kind of funny. But in Twilight when Bella's literally about to be crushed to death by a truck, her first thought and, like, her main thought is, like, huh, Edward Cullen over there. I I see him looking magnificent. Oh, no, a truck is coming. Here, Bella is literally drowning, and she's like, huh, Edward Cullen makes the whole dying thing a little better. Like, I, Bella's sense of urgency is still nowhere to be found. (laughs) When the dick's so good, you don't even care if you die for it. What dick? There's been no dick. Edward is very against the whole pee-pee thing. <laughs> the whole pee-pee thing. I know. That's the thing. You can't even joke about it because it's not happening. No. And then the second thing is, is I think it's super funny that last week I predicted, like, I think it's just going to be some, like, romantic pressure. I don't know. The the love between Jacob and Bella, you know, putting on the pressure. No, Bella's fucking dying. <laughs> I know sometimes the shit you say, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> It's not your fault. I mean, how are you supposed to know? Yeah, I'm just going off one word clues here. <laughs> Literally one word clues. Okay. Well, we got a quick and easy one for your ear holes today, but we'll be back with two chapters next week. A reminder, if you want to come to our Netflix party and chat with Paige and I, you either have to already be a patron or a donor or become one. Um, and by donor, I mean donate to move to higher ground, the Quilliate movement to move their tribal lands to safer lands. And you can just send us proof of your donation and you would donate to them at mthg.org. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash Tuesdays are for Twilight. There's a poll on there for you current patrons to vote for which day works best for you. Or if all of them, like work for all of them that work. Vote for all of them that work. Well, that was a mouthful. Um, And then whichever one has the most will do. 
and our social media. We're on, it's been quiet. I'm not gonna lie, it's been a little quiet. Where are you all? Are you hiding from me? I, I just wanna put it out there, Anna, I miss you. True, we haven't heard from Anna in a long time. Come back. Also, we got this spam. <laughs> if it's not spam, I sincerely apologize, but I'm 100% sure that it was spam. We got this spam email today that was like, I love the sound of your voice. I could listen to it all day. And then it was like, join my Facebook group. And it had a link. And I was like, I ain't doing that. I ain't going to be there. <laughs> so I deleted it. But if that was you, let me know that you're not spam. But I really doubt it. Because <laughs> I would love the sound of me or Paige's voice. No offense. Welcome to the pod. My name is Paige. This is Twilight Asmer. Can you imagine if we just started an asthma podcast? I um I I get a lot of ASMR uh asthma lives on my TikTok and one day I decided to indulge and like click on it because you can when you're swiping through they'll pop up and you're not like watching it like you haven't joined but then when you click into it it like puts you in there and you're in the like feed of comments and the person can see that you joined and stuff like that and so I clicked into one just to see what it's like and I watched about a minute of it it's not for me um the person had styrofoam not styrofoam sorry saran wrap over their microphone and then that was covered with shaving cream and then they had two makeup brushes and they were like the over the shaving cream saran wrap thing and going with their mouth and I was like, yeah, this is not for me. But now that's in my algorithm. That's the only TikTok lives I see now are ASMR ones. And I'm like, I'm not a member. It was a mistake. I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe you would like ones that are not like that. Because they can't all be that exact kind of thing, right? Like some of them are just talking, right? Yeah, they... I mean, I, when I flip through, I see little clips. And so, like, they're doing different things, like clacking and talking and doing all kinds of things. But just the one that I clicked on happened to be the worst one yet. <laughs> Paige, clack your fingernails together right by the mic so that the listeners can hear it. Or like this. <laughs> if anyone is into this, let us know. <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna I'm going to do a sampling, okay? Edward Cullen gently brushes your hair. Stop! <laughs> I hate it. I automatically got uncomfortable. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, as I was saying, our social medias. We're on Instagram and Tumblr at Tuesdays After Twilight. We're on Twitter at TaftPod, T-A-F-T Pod. That's about it, folks. I'm about to go make some chili. It's a cold day here in Colorado, so it's going to be perfect. And I'm going to hit the gym. Because that's how I go to therapy. Lovely speaking with you all. <laughs> um, Paige, you got anything else to add before we sign off? On one side of the world, a butterfly flaps its wings. And on the other side of the world, a hurricane. Even the smallest action can move mountains. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye, guys. Goodbye. 
Our amazing intro and outro music was performed by Danny Plowman and produced by Alberto Beltran. You can follow Danny at Danimal6, and that's six the word, not six the number, Danimal6 underscore on Instagram. Mm-hmm.